everyone. Welcome to the Let's Talk podcast. It's an honor to have you with us today. My name is Chris Root. As we pull up scripture and have an amazing conversation together, I hope that this podcast will encourage and impact you in your life in a mighty way. So what you say, head on over. Let's talk. Here we go. Everybody, how y'all doing today? My name is Chris Root. Welcome to the Let's Talk podcast. Hey guys, it's an honor as always to have you here with us today. For those of you that are new, hey, welcome. Hope that you guys join us here every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. We pop out new podcasts available for you. Fridays, we normally put out some uh, some short videos on YouTube. For those of you that aren't aware, hey, we're actually available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at LT Podcast CR. That's at LT Podcast CR is where you can find us at. Um, and hey, yeah, we love to just put out some inspirational, something short, some something simple, something sweet, something to encourage you to let you know that you can do it and God is there with you in the process. And you know, like I like to say, changing the world one podcast at a time, one person at a time. You know, if we could reach one person, then this platform is completely worth it. And and this is just me stepping out of my comfort zone, allowing God to do what he does best and allowing him to use me. And, and you know, I'm blessed to be able to do this. Guys, I am extremely blessed. I'm mean, going to think right now the videos, we're about three videos ahead. So I think we're at like 37 videos right now or 36 videos, which is just absolutely amazing um, to think that we've come this far together. For all of you that are subscribed out there on YouTube and that are following us on all these other platforms, I want to thank you. Thank you so much because by you subscribing, by you sharing, and by you commenting, it shows that you support me and it shows that you believe in what God is doing here as well. And I just want to thank you guys. Thank you so much for everything you do. Um, and also, hey, you know, like I said, there's other episodes. Feel free to check out the other episodes in the past if you're new. We have a bunch uploaded here. Um, also, some of the short videos, which I'm really loving doing those. Um, there's some coming out that I believe a few weeks ago, we had one that had my son um, talking in one and then my daughter talking in another one and then have my wife involved. Hey, get them all on board. And I love their support. I tell you what, it's, it, it makes me excited to have my son be like, Daddy, Daddy, what, what's your next video? What, what's the next video you're working on? Or, oh, can I see it first? I'm going to be the first one to see it. You know, it's just, it it excites me to see them excited. And not only that, but to get them involved and encouraging people and letting them know, look, God is alive and God is doing great things in our life and to not be ashamed of their testimony, but just to spread the good news. And, and I'm just, I'm honored to be able to, one, be able to do that in front of my children. And also that you would allow me to be part of your life and part of your time in your life and your day and allow me to, to have have that time. And I want to thank you. Thank you so much. But we're going to go ahead and hop right into it. Uh, for those of you that seen the title, the, the, the lesson here today, the title that we set up for it is you're invited. You're that's right. You're invited. That's what we're going to go ahead and hop right into it today. So hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, if you enjoy, it, if you like what you see here, comment down below. I love, we also love hearing from you guys and hearing your opinions and, and some, some things you guys want up your input on everything. And Hey, we're in this together. So thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. One day there was a young boy named Jason. Um, Jason was on the school bus. He was in um, fourth grade, taking to school every day back and forth. He would always hop on that bus. Well, he regretted getting onto the school bus. He could not stand it. 
the, the reason being is there was three fifth grade boys that rode that bus with Jason. Um, every day they would get on the bus and they would pick on Jason. I mean, they would hit him. They would make fun of him. They would just, they would just, just bother him every single day. And he cannot stand getting on the school bus. Well, one day the kids were exiting the school bus and as they were walking away, you know, two of the three bullies grabbed the soccer ball out of Jason's hand. Jason began, tears began to well up in his eyes and they began to throw the ball across the street away from Jason. Um, you know, Jason dealt with a lot of bullying all the time, but on this day, things were a little different. You see, when two of the bullies took the ball from him and threw it across the street, the third one, though, you see, he walked off the bus and he seen it and he walked across the street himself and he grabbed the ball for Jason and brought the ball back to Jason. And not only did he bring the ball back to him, yet he apologized for treating Jason the way that he was doing. You see, he realized that he had that he was making the wrong choice. You see, the choice that was hurting someone else in the process. You see, in that day, the bullying stopped for him. All because one of the boys decided to do the right thing. See, sometimes we do the wrong thing even when we know it is wrong. But when we do it, it is important to apologize and to repent and to make a decision that and to decide that instead instead of start doing the right instead to stop doing the wrong thing but yet do the right thing which we should have done from the beginning you see doing the right thing pleases god and god honors those who choose to live righteously you know we we've all been there some of us have stories back from maybe when we were younger um, where we experienced bullying or how about this how about driving on the highway right having that one person cut you off and just completely just ruin your whole entire day I'm going, to, I'm going to go to a power verse real quick. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Wow, you're thinking, hold on. Quit talking to me, you know. Um, some of this probably just something like this today that I've already mentioned may have happened to you or may still happen to you, hopefully not. But the thing is, is we have to be careful at what our reaction is. And we have to be careful at the decisions and the choices that we make. Because sometimes the choices and the decisions that we make can hurt somebody else. we got to make sure that what we're doing is the right thing. I want to talk to you today about a parable. A parable about a king and a, about a king that was throwing a wedding for his son. All right, some of you have heard this parable before. Um, Jesus taught many parables um, when he was speaking and teaching the people. And in this situation, that was a little different. Um, there was a reason why he brought this parable up. You know, well, there was, and bear with me as I go through this. I'm not going to read everything exactly verse for verse. I'm going to just do a summary of it. Um, so Jesus was speaking to everyone. He was talking about there was a king that was going to throw an elaborate wedding. I mean, everything, the finest, the finest of everything. He had everything ready. He had the fatted calf. He was, I mean, he was ready to throw a party. I don't know about you. Some people, they actually love throwing parties. You know, me, hey, you invite me to a party, I'm down. You know, you got the food and everything else, great fellowship together. Sure, let's hang out, you know. And uh, what, what more could you have? You a great fellowship and really good food? Hey, game on. But, you know, this king was going to throw this party for his son and was really excited and prepared and had everything set up, sent out the invitations to his his own secret class, right? His own group of people that he wanted to send it out to, sent out the invitation and not a single response. You know, imagine how that king felt. You know what I mean? He sent out the invitation, and the king didn't get nothing back from these people. And he's like, hold on, what's going on? 
You know, no one wants, no one responded back to the invitation. You, you would think you're king. They do as you say. You say yes. You say come, they come. You know, you say show up, they'll show up. Send out these invitations, not a single response. They all and they all decline. Now we're not going to go to that wedding. No, we want nothing to do with the wedding. So he sent out his servants to talk to them and basically say, hey, what's going on? You coming to the wedding? And they, in return, they killed his servants. That's right. They killed the servants. Clearly, there's a problem there in that kingdom, right? Clearly, there's an issue that's going on with those people. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew chapter 22, verse 4 through 6. And uh, we'll start getting into this parable here real quick. So Matthew 22, um, verse ch chapter 22, verse 4 through 6. And it says, Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come into the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. See, you gotta think when the word got back to the king that his invitation that his guests that he invited and that they killed his servants, the king was extremely angry. I would have been angry too. You know, why are you gonna kill why are you gonna kill kill the servants and they're just trying to invite you to the party that I'm trying to set up, to the wedding. See, truly the reaction of the invited guests was on was uncalled for, you know, but but what would cause the guests to kill these messengers? What was it? Why did they not like the king? What was it that made them so upset? Clearly something was not right there. Clearly something wasn't clear. We're going to go to Matthew 22, verse 8, and it says, um, it says, Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. They were not worthy. That's right. The king made a decision. You know what? Fine. You don't want to come to my party? You don't want to come to the wedding? Then you are not worthy. Wow. See, lots of times we hear the story and we think, what is, what is Jesus trying to say here? But follow me here. I want to try to make sure we get, clue, get clear through this. You see, what made them unworthy at the time at this parable was that they had been invited to the wedding so clearly that the king saw them as worthy. But however, when the individuals refused the invitation, they made it, that made them immediately unworthy. See, what I'm trying to get at, guys, is God sees us as worthy of his presence, his blessings, his love, not because we have done something to earn those earnings, those things, but yet simply because he loves us and makes us worthy. All he asks from us, guys, is that we would receive his presence and his blessings and his love. But when we turn our backs on him, we become unworthy. When we turn our backs on God, we become unworthy. See, therefore, I would choose to accept every single invitation You see that God extends to me. How many of you guys can say that today? God, you invite me, I'll be there. You want me there? It's, it's going to happen. No questions asked, but I'm, I'm on my way. You see, God sees us as worthy. He sees you today that's hearing me today. He's calling you, and he sees you as worthy. It's important that we answer the call of God. It's important that when he calls, that we come, that we accept his invite that he has for us here today. In Romans 7, um, Paul wrote about how he struggled to the right sometimes. You see, he described it as this way. We're going to go ahead and go to Romans chapter 7, verse 18 through 20. I mean, it says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for it will is pre present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, 
but the devil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. You see in verse 18, you see Paul said, to will is present with me. He, you see what he was actually saying in there is, I want, is that I want to do right, but yet my will is to do right. But for some reason, for some reason, I keep, sometimes I fall to do the, I fail to do the wrong thing. How many of us can say that here this morning? God, I, I know what I need to do what's right. I want to do what's right, but yet I still keep sinning. I still keep messing up my life. I still keep making mistakes. I know, I know what I should do to not make that mistake, but yet it still keeps happening in my life. See, the reality is that we need Jesus in our lives every single day. Amen to that, right? See, we need the Holy Ghost in our lives to help us to choose to make the right decisions and to be involved in the right things. We need the Holy Ghost to help us to live righteously. See, some, someone once described the grace this way. That grace is God giving us space to get it right. I like that. Grace is God giving us space to get it right. See, in other words, grace, grace does not excuse our sins and mistakes, but yet it tells us that it's okay. And we can, that it tells us it's okay that we continue in sin to make mistakes. You see, instead of grace pardons, pardons or forgives us the teachings us to choose to live righteously, it gives us another chance to change and do the right thing. See, God makes us righteous. See, he brings us into the right standing and gives us grace to live righteously. Paul shows us that the answer to living free from the power of sin is found only in Jesus. You see, if we want to live righteously, we must trust in Jesus and be full of the Holy Ghost. Allow his spirit to give us power and to live righteously. Amen to that, right? If you agree with that, I want you to comment down below. Say amen to that. All right, so here's something pretty cool, right? So we know the king sent out the invitation in the first group, and they were like, no, get out of here, and they killed his servants, right? Here's the second invitation. That's right. See, the king realized, you know what? Forget them. They want to go ahead, and they don't want to show up? Fine. I'm going to go ahead and send out a second invitation, but this time I'm going to send it out to everyone else that was in everyone else in the kingdom, right? You know, those that would never even expect to ever receive an invitation to come to a, such an elaborate wedding. It's the wedding of the century, it said, right? So what did the king do? He went ahead and he sent it to those that were poor, those that were broken, those that were unimportant, those that people looked at and said, you know what? Forget them. Those were the people that the king sent the invitation to. You see, when the invitation went out to all of the people, you know, in the kingdom, and he realized, you know, to all the people that were considered important, and he realized they didn't care about him, he said, you know what? I don't want those people. I want to invite all the other people to the wedding. And when he did, he invited, when the king invited those, he invited those that the world may have deemed to be unworthy. Maybe they didn't care about them, but yet he invited those type of people. And I'm going to go to a verse real quick. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 22, verse 9 and 10. It says, Go ye therefore into the highways, and, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many people as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. All right, we got people now, right? So we finally got people at the wedding. You see, the newly invited guests were overcome with emotion. They were gladly accepted the gracious invitation. See, the wedding venues was filled with guests who did not even deserve to be there. To remember, as Jesus was telling the story, religious people were also sitting there amongst the other people when Jesus was telling this parable. See, when Jesus was talking about this, there was religious people that looked down on other people. 
thought they were better than them. And then there was people that were there that didn't even feel like they even that they even mounted to anything. Right. They had a mindset of, you know, oh, we're not we're not the religious people. We're not as good as they are. But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing in this situation when he was presenting this story, because he knew that he had he had two different sets of people there with two different mindsets. One thought they were greater and one thought that they weren't great enough. And Jesus was telling this story on purpose. You see, in the same way that the story of the wedding feast was actually a reflection of what Jesus was seeing in front of him. As I said, you see all those people that were there in front of him. See, Jesus came to reach for everyone. But you would think that the religious people would also be the ones who would love him and want to follow him. But you see, instead, the religious people rejected Jesus. And those who felt unworthy were the ones who who chose to follow Jesus instead. Now, I'm going to say something here today. and And I... I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not trying to blast anyone or any religions at all. I'm, I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to. I'm not here to use this this tool here to to reach the world in that type of a manner or a way. But I am going to tell you this: is we have to be very careful that we don't look at people that are in churches and think, oh, well, they go to the house of God. They're amazing. They're greater than I am. Because let me tell you something: there's people when the when when God comes back for His church. I guarantee you. There's people that are going to sit on a pew that are not going to make it. There's people that are probably sitting on platforms that are not going to make it. And do not judge someone just because they go to the house of God. We shouldn't be judging people at all. But what I'm telling you is don't look at them and say, oh, well, they go, they go to church, they're going to heaven. No, not always the case. It's not always the case. You could have You could have some people that are just trying their best to do right with God and some people that, you know, you, they may be quiet and you may not see them, but yet they're more closer to God than maybe you or maybe than they are. It's important that we look within ourselves and that we make sure that we're right with God. You see, God's grace is for, is for the undeserving. You see, Jesus loves everyone and extends grace to those who accept his invitation. See, it does not matter the mistakes that you have made. It does not matter your past or your family history or what you have done. But yet Jesus wants to invite you to experience his grace in your life. Amen to that. See, we can only imagine the excitement of the faces of this new group of guests. You say they came from all over the kingdom. The majority of these individuals had never even stepped into the place before. See, in fact, visiting the palace for the event like was probably seemed to be like a fairy tale, right? They would never ever expect that they would ever be in this position in their life ever. I'm going to go ahead and go to Matthew. Um, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 22, verses 11 and 12. Um, and it says, And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw that there was a man. Oh, here we go. He saw that there was a man that had not, that had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how, how camest that thou and hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. You see, it was custom. It was custom for the host to furnish garments um, for guests at the door. You see, doubtless, doubtless, this guest refused and insisted on wearing his own clothes as at the banquet. See, this refusal mimicked the refusal of the original invited guest. See, they chose to reject the king's invitation and live their life the way that they wanted to. Forget the invitation. We don't need your invitation. Leave us alone. We're going to do our own thing. Uh oh. That sounds like some people in this world, right? You see, this guest refused to wear the garment that he was given, and he arrived for the wedding. Therefore, his refusal made him unworthy of even being there. You see, you would think just just being able to get an invitation would be enough. Just being able to have an invitation to come to the greatest wedding ever would be enough. But nope, was not enough. 
You see, the king, he evicted the rebellious guest. You see, the guest was not allowed to stay without being clothed in the king's provided wedding garment. You see, the king provided the garment out of grace, not out of harshness, but out of grace. You see, what I'm trying to say, guys, is God's grace enables us to live righteously. See, earlier we talked about living righteously by making the right choices and doing the right things. But however, sometimes we don't have the ability to do the right things. You see, by using our own power, just like Paul pointed out in Romans 7 when we read that earlier. See, rather God gives us grace. We need to make the right choices. We cannot make, we, in order to do the right things and live righteously, we must make the right choices. Be careful what choices that you're making in your life today. See, he makes us righteous when we choose to follow him and obey him and put on the wedding garment that he has prepared just for us. I'm going to go ahead and go to the final verse here today. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, verse 13. Um, and it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That ye may be able to bear it. Wow. You know, I was I was wondering, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, we're going through this today, that what choices do we make in our everyday life, right? What decisions do we make in our everyday life? It's important that we look at that. It's important that we think about that because, right, the decisions you make right away starting off your day, Right, like with us here with our children, and in the morning when we get them up, we get them up pretty early around seven o'clock or so for school, and and that's usually a good day. And uh, we wake them up, and, and we remind them that your choices that you make in the morning can set how your day will be for the rest of the day. You want to wake up and have a rough morning, and and be and be cranky and tired, and just and short with everyone, then you're gonna have a pretty rough day. Um, you know, you decide, you decide how your day is gonna be. You know, that's the, very, that's the very same thing with us in our life. You decide how your life's going to be, right? Either you're going to answer the invitation from God or, or you're going to do your own thing and say, no, I don't need that. I don't want that. And then you're going to be deemed unworthy eventually. And, and I just want to encourage you guys here today to, to make the right choices. For those of you that may not have gone to church in a long time and maybe hearing my voice, or how about maybe, maybe some of you that, that know that you don't need to be doing what you're about to do. You don't need to be doing maybe what you're going to do tonight or maybe what you're going to do this weekend or tomorrow. You know that it's wrong, right? I've been, and you, you know that that situation is wrong. You know that doing that is wrong, but yet you just, everything inside of you says it's wrong, but I have to do it, right? I want to keep up with everyone. I want to, I want to be cool. I, I want to, I want to just, it's just me. I'm addicted to it. I have to do it. No, you don't. You don't. There's a moment where you just say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make the bad choice. I'm not going to make that, 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 that choice that I know I shouldn't be committing to or doing in my life. And let me tell you something. When, whenever you successfully do that and you realize that, you're, that you can do this, the, the feeling of, of accomplishment, the feeling of the power of, of like, wow, I did it. It's totally worth it. So I encourage you guys today just to just to make the right choices in your life, not just with your choices with God, but your choices in life in general. Make the right choices in life. And I encourage you to look within yourself. See, what, what choices have I been making? Have they been the positive choices or, or are they not so positive? 
And hopefully you'll be able to see that maybe maybe some of us need to say, God, you know, I'm sorry for the, some of the things I've done. God, I'm sorry for some of the choices that I made in my life. It, I know I know you wouldn't approve, and I'm not proud of it. And let me tell you something. He's there to answer you, and he's there to offer you forgiveness. He's also there to help you to get through some of these choices. Maybe you're addicted to some things. Maybe maybe you're you you try over and over and over again, but yet other things get in the way, and when you and you feel like you could just do it on your own, and you know, here's another question. When, and I'll, and I'll end it here, but when was the last time that you went to God and, and it wasn't an emergency, right? When was the last time that, that you realized, wow, God has always been there for me. His invitation has always been there for me. But yet, I've never took it. How about now? How about today? I encourage you, answer the invitation and make good choices today. All right, guys. Well, I love you here, and we all love you here at the Let's Talk Podcast family. And thank you so much for joining us today on this Wednesday morning. Hopefully you guys have an amazing rest of the week and even awesome day. And as always, we'll see you next Wednesday at 7 a.m. here in the Let's Talk Podcast. Have a good one. Bye-bye.